This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. PTB Wrestling Network loyalists, welcome to this week's episode. Your home for everything modern day wrestling, here, there, and everywhere. Place to be Nation's main event. I am your dry host, Scott Criscolo. We are on the cusp of another anniversary here at the main event because this is episode 199. Yes. <laughs> That's, of course, Sheriff Pete, everybody. Pete Schermacher. How are you, Pete? Good, man. How you doing, Scott? Good. Always a pleasure, brother. Uh, Nathaniel, the godfather, Nate Milton's having power issues because it's the middle of summer on the East Coast. And, of course, some power grid's got to shit the bed somewhere. So hopefully the godfather will be joining us at some point uh, this evening. So, But we got Pete. And that's awesome. Uh, now, Pete, uh, I know that you are a fan of the uh, Monsters of the Midway. And... Uh, 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 right? You're a Bears fan, right? I always wonder. Yeah, right? yeah well, unfortunately, okay. this year I am. Yes, I Yeah, am. I know. I just want to make sure, because I always get you and Steve Willie confused sometimes, but he's a miserable Bears fan, too. So, But one of the greatest players in your franchise's history that wore number 99 was part of the amazing 85 Bears. And that is, of course, Hall of Famer Dan Hampton wore 99. Uh, Jason Taylor. Hall of, four Hall of Famers right now wear 99. Jason Taylor, of course, played for the Dolphins and did he play for the Jets? Played for somebody else. Uh, uh, of course, Redskins. 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 That's right, Redskins. Uh, Warren Sapp. whatever it is now, but yeah. Yeah, the artist formerly known as. Yeah. I, I've heard that it's okay. I've heard that it's okay to be retroactive. I've read that somewhere. Like, if you're mentioning. You have to be. I mean, come on. They actually, they're actually a. They have a lot of franchise them. They won a lot of Super Bowls, you know. Yeah, you can't call the eight. They're not the eight. They're not the nineteen eighty two Washington Commanders. Sorry, they're not. But anyway, uh, Jason Taylor. Super Bowls with I think what, with Theismann, Schrader, and yep. Doug Williams. No, it was uh, Schrader. Uh, it was uh, uh, Theismann at Super Bowl seventeen. Doug okay. Williams at Super Bowl twenty two, okay. and Mark Rippin in Super Rippen, Bowl. That's right. Okay. Twenty six. Yeah. It was Schrader who did lead him into it. Then Doug Williams won it, right? Right. Yeah. Schrader was a miserable yeah. bastard and he got hurt. And yeah. Yeah. So uh, Warren Sapp, also Super Bowl winner. The Bucks wore 99. Cortez Kennedy, another Hall of Famer. Didn't win a ring, but one of the best linemen of all time. Uh, he is 99. Uh, obviously, J- current guys, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Super Bowl ring. He's 99. Uh, this is for my PIC, Mr. Rosero, the great Mark Gastineau, more 99 for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Levon Kirkland, uh, Ernie Ladd, little wrestling uh, guy, yep. the cat. Yeah, yeah. Houston, Houston Oilers. Yep, Oilers, and I think Kansas City, too. Um, yep. Jerome Brown, for all you Eagles fans, he wore 99, and all you University of the U, fan of the U. Chris Canty, a bunch of guys wore 99. Uh, I can't think of any guy for, well... Actually, I shouldn't say that. For all you hockey fans out there, how could I forget, of course, the greatest 99, probably better than any football player, and that is the great one, of course, Hall of Famer Wayne Gretzky wore 99 for the all four of the teams he played for, the Oilers, the Kings, the uh, that little cup of coffee he had with the Blues, and of course he ended his career here on, on our side of the country with the, uh, with the New York Rangers. So, can't forget the great one. There's any other 99s, let us know on a at PTBN Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, let us know if there's any 99s we missed. All right. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. We're going to do a nice... Uh, we do have a... a uh, before we start tonight, I just want to let everyone know we've got a great uh, episode 200 planned. We're not sure. We're going to we're gonna kind of shift the schedule a little bit over the next few weeks for, you know, vacations and people gone and stuff. But uh, at some point in August, you will be surprised with a amazing episode 200 of this fine show, which started way back in January of 2014. And we are 200 episodes strong after uh, eight. Oh, God, almost seven and a half years, over eight years. That's oh, awesome. actually, eight and a half. yeah. So, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. And it's an honor to have you here as part of our, our history. Pete's an OJ. We love Pete. But we're going to get Pete all riled up now because we're going to start with his favorite wrestling promotion, WWE. No, I'm just kidding. 
Uh, well, we are going to talk WWE, but it's not a T-tier promotion. So, uh, of course, uh, SummerSlam down in Nashville is one week. If you're listening to this on Friday, it's one week from tomorrow. Uh, we're not going to do a preview. Uh, because uh, there have been some rumors that even Vince, who's got his own fucking issues, but we'll just speak wrestling-wise, that even Vince is having issues with this card. So here's the card at the moment. Of course, the big main event, uh, it's like uh, Rocky and uh, Apollo Creed, except seven times as many. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar again for some belt, of course, both yeah, no, belts. Like, this been there, done that. Been yeah, been there, done that, and been again. there, done that. Yep. This time, though, it is a last man standing match. So now we don't even need pins. We're just gonna have guys laying around Nissan Stadium, home of the Titans. Yeah, they're, they're, they're asking for a screw job finish. So we got okay. that. Cool. They already booked it on that match. All right, but go on. Nope. Uh, Pat McAfee is taking on Happy Corbin. Yeah, we'll just leave that there. Uh, Bobby Lashley will take will defend the uh, United States title against Theory. The Usos and the Street Profits in a tag match for both pairs of tag titles. And Jeff Jarrett will serve as the special guest referee. And we will. This is not the last time on this week's show. Peter, that we will be discussing Jeff Jarrett, which who would have thought in 2022 we'd be doing multiple news stories about Jeff Jarrett? So um, I will say that one thing to WrestleMania weekend, I thought he was the best heel live I saw. So we'll yeah, see, you know. That's true. Um, Liv Morgan will defend the uh, SmackDown women's title against uh, Ronda Rousey. Riddle will take on Seth freaking Rollins. Bianca Belair will defend the Raw women's title against Becky Lynch. Second Street WrestleMania, or Second Street SummerSlam, I guess, for that match. And Logan Paul against The Miz. Now, when you look at the card, Pete, the matches don't look bad, but we've got like four rematches. A lot of clonage. A lot of to clonage. Me, the only thing that stood out to me, Scotty, is Rollins and Riddle, and like, are they going to pull the trigger and elevate Riddle? That's the only thing which I don't think they're going to do. So, because I mean, Rollins has lost a lot recently. So, yeah, well, he he did the three uh he did the three match Monty to uh, Cody, with, uh yeah. which of course you're not seeing him, and yeah. I think that's a big loss. Obviously. Oh yeah. Because we all pretty much thought he was going to be in this on the show. Doing something. Of course. Now, interesting theory here. What if? No. Well, actually, it's funny, Pete, is I didn't even mean to do that, but I am. All right. Last man standing match. Okay. Both guys are laid out on the floor somewhere at Nissan Stadium. Okay. Theory comes out, hands the briefcase. It's suddenly a triple threat match. Theory pins Lesnar because Brock could give two fucks as long as it's, there's a, a rectangular piece of paper with a bunch of zeros on it. He doesn't give a shit who pins him at this point. And Theory becomes the WWE undisputed world champion, and Roman Reigns does not get pinned. Do they do? Are they? Let me ask you. Let me let me ask you this. Based on what I what we've heard about uh, Vince and, and the backstage not really loving this card, do you and, think and that's Roman, even and, this? Roman's, and Roman's about to leave? He's not doing an everyday thing. I mean, he's like nope. almost added to this card. Brock ain't gonna be there for every day. So, so <laughs> is this almost? Is this? I'm not saying is it going to happen. If you are a fly on the wall right now. Is that possibility for that night even being discussed? Do you think? Yes. Uh, I, I think it's got to be. I mean, you've got a match that doesn't require a pin fall. So immediately, uh, immediately you bail out Roman from having to get pinned. Secondly, none of us want to watch this fucking match again anyway. 
Uh, and thirdly, Theory can pin the babyface and steal the belts from Roman without him even getting pinned. So if you look at this card and you're like, hmm, because let's talk about this for a minute, Pete. But then what's the thing is, like, who are you building him to? Are you building him for revenge for Rome for Roman or are you saving him from Cody, you know? Right. Uh, Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin, nobody fucking cares. I mean, the, I mean, well, the crowd they would care, like, people like uh, McAfee. I mean, he's a, a name outside of WWE, and but Corbin means nothing, you know. He does. He doesn't. Uh, nobody cares about him anymore. And McAfee got a good pop in Dallas. I was in the building, and he got a pretty good pop against Theory. Uh, Lashley in Theory, nobody cares. Lashley will probably win. Uh, I Jarrett, I can't see now. Now, now I guarantee go. you, what? if Lashley pins uh, uh, Theory again, I, I, I there's even more than a stock in your theory there. Also, no pun. I know we're gonna no theory. What an inside joke. I know, right? What about this too? What about this too? I just thought of this, uh, uh, Pete. What if Jarrett screws or because no one cares if the Usos win or lose. If the Street Profits win the titles, because there is obviously a rumor that Mon- we've talked about this on, I think we talked about it on our last yep. episode. Yep. That, that there's a good chance that Montez Ford's going to break out and become a singles guy. But if they decide to hold off on that. I mean, did we really say Montez? Yeah, Montez Ford. That's right. Okay. Dawkins yeah. is the one who's not. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. It's Montez. Dawkins we like, but Dawkins isn't a singles guy. He's no, the hardy he's he's, he's, he needs He needs a partner who can carry it. Yep. Go on. Exactly. So say somehow in that match, the Street Profits win the tag titles. The Usos are beltless. Theory cashes in, okay? Roman doesn't get pinned. He's pissed off. He tells, my family's leaving. Jarrett screwed my cousins. Fucking WWE screwed me. Fuck you, I'm out of here. And they all leave. For now. Okay. The bloodline. And you could conceivably have, you know, Theory feud with Brock. If Brock gives a shit. Okay, or yeah, you start no it, it doesn't even work ever, but go on. Right. Or maybe, maybe this is where uh, this is where your theory, lowercase, uh, comes into play. And maybe theory, uppercase, starts a feud with Riddle. And here's where you can elevate Riddle. As long as he beats Rollins here. Yeah, I think he will. I don't see why he wouldn't. Seth's become Bret Hart. Seth Rollins is Bret Hart. No, nah, he's really not. But it was, come on, that's crazy talk there, Scott. Um, <laughs> Bret is bulletproof. Uh, Rollins is not. Um, <clears throat> oh, really? You don't think so? You don't not think he's bulletproof? Oh, wow. Okay. I feel I Rollins is like is, but... I feel Rollins is slotted like right before the upper car. He's a main eventer. But he's not the guy. He'll never will be the guy. He had his chance and it flopped. Brett always Brett was different. Brett was like you believe he should be on top while Sean was on top, you know, or Diesel right. was on top. I don't think right. anyone ever thinks, God damn, Seth Rollins should be on top instead of Brock or Roman. There's no way. I mean, if you, if you think that, then and we're on differently, different, totally different planes on what we're thinking about wrestling. Right. Okay. Um, Bianca Becky three. Do we really care? Not really. At this point. And I love Bianca. And Becky's kind of bulletproof. Becky is bulletproof. Depends on now, her, but yeah, she's bulletproof. Let's 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 be honest here, Pete. And I know, and, and I know you're going to agree with me. I have. Because you, 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 you believe in realism. That's why yes. one of the things I love about you as a wrestling fan. I, I love Liv Morgan. She's cute. She's a good wrestler. The crowd loves her. But let's, let's, let's seriously look in the mirror. One-on-one, no sneaking up, no... Does she have any chance in hell of beating Ronda? No. She doesn't. No way in hell. I know it's ridiculous. No way. No way. Love Liv. I really do. I like the doc on, I think it's Live Forever. I love the doc on the network. 
I think she has a position on on the company, but it's not. But you, know, you put her in the ring face to face with with Ronda, and she loses every it's time. Ridiculous, yeah. There's only so a few people what? you believe in the company versus Ronda, honestly. Right. So and, and honestly, one of them was Shayna Baszler before she got ruined on the main roster. Right. And exceed Shayna Baszler, I could buy into challenging Ronda. Absolutely, Charlotte, Sasha, and 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 Baszler on the on on NXT Baszler, and that's about it, really. When I think about it, and, and of course Becky, Oscar, and Oscar. Yep, Oscar. I agree, hundred percent. I'm sorry. I, and if I, there's one, and if there's one on, uh, if there's one, uh, I, I think she's kind of floating around. There, I, I don't know if she's been released yet. I don't think so, but Io Shirai, maybe. But, um, so, and then Logan Paul and Miz, does anybody fucking care? I mean, well, really? No. Nobody cares. So I can easily see why. Well, uh, Logan, <laughs> Fa- Logan Paul's father probably care, but I don't. Right. Does anybody, uh, so I could, I, I, there's no doubt that WWE is looking at this card and going, oh my God, this is dreadful. This might be one of the worst SummerSlam cards since... I don't know, 2010, 2009, maybe 2011, not counting, I mean, the punk, Cena, I don't know. I don't want to bash the crap out of 2010 just simply because of the uh, the main event, but, yeah. but I mean... But a long I mean, time. On paper, though, I still think they'll. I think they'll execute and have a good card. But that's the right. thing. Like you know, what in 2022, the wrestling should deliver because we're pushing guys who can work. And so it's about now, and yeah, right. there's really nothing that's you know, last man standing between. I mean. They didn't do this. They had a great finish of remaining to set this up. They didn't. That's they booked from week to week. And not, I mean, I've always, when I was a kid, I'd always do my freaking fantasy booking. I'd always have the big show. And I was like, this is what I need to, this is what I need to do to get there. And they're right. not doing that. And we, it's, it's clear. Wow. So. They're definitely thinking outside the box right now. And, uh, um, do you think they can do something? Or do you think, who do you think they're going to bring in? What do you think they might do to? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, everyone's talked about, and this is, this is not, uh, this is not, um, uh, uh, Un, uh, an unpopular opinion, but in terms of the work rate, this might be one of the best rosters in WWE history in terms of up and down the card. But it's such a small roster now that I feel like we're getting the same matches over and over again. And is it a small roster why? or is it like everyone's been positioned and so this is what we feed you at this point? That's that's true. That's a good point. I agree with you on that. This is what you get. Yeah, because, I mean, because we used you know. to get Sheamus and Cesaro for like forever, and I mean, and Sheamus and whoever. I mean, it's like everyone's like for because they the same thing is like you know they always try to they pick maybe one or two people they push hard and then everyone else is fifty fifty booking and then guess what. 50-50 booking is 50-50 booking. You're, you're going you're gonna, to right. gonna hurt or both guys at that point or gals. Right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So that's the question. Is, is this card that bad that, uh, that they're thinking about different things to do? I mean, you would I mean, think, right? I mean, I mean, think about it. Ten years ago, Dolph Ziggler was a good worker. Still is a good worker. Solid worker. No one gives a shit about Dolph Ziggler unless he goes down to NXT. 
Yeah. And that's what they've done to 90% of them were at roster. Guess what? We know they're all good workers, but make them special. They only have a handful of people on that roster that mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cody Rhodes uh, was in San Diego because the Comic-Cons this week. Yep. And, and uh, be dropping a lot of stuff there. That should be interesting. Oh, uh, and, and uh, the sets, the uh, Mattel sets are awesome. Have you seen them, uh, Pete? No, Check it out not, on, on Twitter. Not. They have an awesome, uh, they have a 30th, they have a 30th anniversary raw set that's like 70 bucks. You get a, you get the giant, you remember the, how like the set used to have the big word raw? You get a giant yeah. R, a giant A, a giant W, and you get the Undertaker, Razor Ramon, and the, and the one, two, three kid. Oh, that's cool. Holding cash. Remember? Cause oh, cause, that's real cool. So it's a pretty cool set. Uh, apparently there's a mega power set, Savage Hogan, that's kind of badass. Um, yeah, so I think if you go to San Diego Comic-Con website or if you check Twitter, they've been showing pictures of it. So anyway, Cody, who, of course, is, you know, still rehabbing the the, the peck, um, said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Rhodes later asked the crowd when he was doing a panel when he'd like, like to see him return some fucking, you know. Hump in the back, of course, yelled, Royal Rumble! Cody smiled and said, you never know. We'll see. It sounds he noticed, he stretched out his possible. right shoulder. He, he stretched out his right shoulder and was noticeably grimacing. So the, obviously the peck slash shoulder is not totally healed yet, but it's getting there. Uh, um, a six-month run. Yeah, Royal Rumble sounds perfect for him, you know? Yeah. Because you can also protect yourself on, like, you know, on what spots you want to do, too. Right, exactly. Not uh, in a match, but in the rumble itself, you know? Yes. No, absolutely. Um, uh, now, at the moment, I don't know if they, have a, if they have a venue set yet. Let me see. I'm going 2023. Uh... Now, of course, we have looking ahead while well, they're staying. It's funny. They're staying East Coast, though. Uh, uh, of course, after SummerSlam is the Clash at the Castle in uh, Cardiff in Wales. Then October 8th, which is the same night, incidentally, as Bound for Glory in my home state here in Connecticut is Extreme Rules, which is actually only in Philly down at Wells Fargo, which is only a okay. two and a half half 245 drive for me then november 5th they have their bi-annual you know political hot potato pay-per-view crown jewel in in saudi arabia and then survivor series which is i think the saturday of thanksgiving weekend at td garden up in boston so the next uh two regular pay-per-views extreme rules in october and Survivor Series in November will be um, East Coast. And the odds are you guys will run to Marty's sleeves. You guys go there. Uh, in oh, Boston. I loved I was honored. I was honored uh, to be able to meet the sleeves. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were at uh, when we went to the place before we went to night two. A uh, night yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marty's a great guy. So yeah. I love Marty. Uh, Marty and I have been chatting about possibly doing some collaborating. Oh, awesome kind of fun so because of course he is the host of the excellent show pro wrestling love here on the network uh it's uh it's on hiatus right now but if you want to watch the uh if you want to listen to the archive just go to place to be.podbean.com and uh check it out uh pro wrestling love that was a pretty um, plug right there man yeah crazy um him and i i'll tell you off mic uh uh pete uh the idea that pete, that that uh, Marty had that he wants to do with yeah, me. Yeah, he so. probably passed actually, it by me. I, 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 you tell me, I'll definitely remember. Yeah, um, I think I'll he find. wants Jr. and I to both do it. I don't know if Jr. is going to do it. I'm definitely like to do it. So anyway, okay. we love Marty, and uh, uh, that was one of my favorite. Uh, just on a side note, and I haven't really talked about it much, but that was easily one of my favorite wrestling trips I've ever gone on. I, I, I absolutely had such a blast that weekend. Yes, even passing out from drinking. Very expensive PBRs <laughs> while John Dean Am Dickface uh, fucking wrestled in front of me. So whatever. But I got to see an amazing, uh, amazing 
uh, my amazing group of people, present company included. And uh, it was a, it was a great time. So I, I yeah, loved going sure, to Dallas. Sure. I had a blast. So we'll definitely I'm looking forward to not going to L.A. I got other stuff uh, planned. Yeah, you're not doing the slam either this year, right? I'm not going. To, I will not be in Nashville next weekend. I have. To, I'm going to be in Nashville after SummerSlam for something else. Uh, gotcha. But, but I will not be. I will not be at SummerSlam, and I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to L.A. But uh, yeah, I have my uh, my main boss. He's not my boss. I answer directly, but he's my boss's boss. He's a big wrestling guy. He's gone to Mania since 25, and uh, he's going to SummerSlam. He goes, yeah, I'm going to be off next week. I'm going to be in Nashville. Go, you going to the, going to the SummerSlam? He's like, he starts laughing. He goes, yeah, how do you know? I go, I know you're a WrestleMania guy. So it's just <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. So the reason I'm looking at the schedule is uh, I was wondering if they had booked the Rumble yet. They have not. The only, uh, the only. Uh, it's uh, WWE. They're, they're like, this is not even close to booking the Rumble. I know. They're, they're not even the show, but I'm talking about, you're talking about. The building like stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm talking about location, yeah. I mean, they're not going to have... I mean, right now, the only thing booked for next year is, of course, Mania, which is in right. uh, out at SoFi. So, uh, there were rumors it was New Orleans, which would be pretty awesome. I would rather see a Mania in New Orleans. And Agreed. if there's a Mania in New Orleans, my ass is there. So, um, I'll be curious I mean, where... New Orleans is so close, I actually would go down for a Rumble. Because I've always... Laid, I think the Rumble live Rumbles... Are the best. I mean, honestly, of all the shows I've ever been to for the WWF, I mean, I've been to a lot. I've been going to Manias. I've been to any SummerSlams. I've been to house shows, but I've always thought the Royal Rumbles are the best live shows they put on. I disagree with you. I've been to two, both in the same building. Uh, I went 2015 and 2018, both in Philly. Uh, two very different responses, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the most weirdest ones ever. I agree. Yeah. yeah. 2015 was, of course, when Roman won and everybody and The Rock almost got booed and I wanted to yeah, get out yeah. of there. Before. I almost got booed. He did get booed. All right. Well, no, I don't. he did get booed and I almost got I didn't want to almost get hit with a battery. So my I was with Armento. I'm like, I'm getting, we're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> and then three years later, we went. And, of course, that was the uh, the uh, awesome Japanese wrestler night because, of course, Asuka won the Women's Rumble, yeah. Nock won the Women's Rumble, and the place went batshit. And, of course, Ronda made her, made her debut. So... Yeah, I mean, uh, the tale of two rumbles for me. Oh yeah, the, the first rumble ever I went to was in Houston, and that was when Big John Studd won the 1989 one. Ah, uh, you, you know, Pete, I, I thought you had said to me once you were at the old summit. I yeah. wasn't sure, but so you were there for the awesome uh, rude hits warrior with the bulwark. <laughs> exactly, you know, and I loved it live. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. And I also um, was, I was also at one in uh, San Antonio. Which is a great show. Roman Roman won the Rumble too. Uh, no, he didn't win, uh, but they, they teased him winning because they put him in twice. I thought it was Orton. Oh. The Orton won that one. But they yeah, had that was great. What, uh, four years ago, 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah, and but they had a great uh, Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match. Had a fun uh, Charlotte match with somebody, and then AJ and Cena just fucking tore the shot, uh, tore the place down. Well, yeah, that was. Uh... That was, um, let's see, what year was that? Okay, 2018. Let me look at that card for a minute. I thought it was 2018. Might even, yeah, it was. Oh, no, it wasn't 18. 18. Oh, no, I was at the one in 2018. It was 2017. 17 because, was pre-COVID, yeah. Yeah, because that was, because uh, then you guys went to Mania in Orlando, and you yep. and you uh, you nodded off on Justin's uh, shoulder. So. It happens, uh, you know. I mean, we both <laughs> know, you know that. I mean, at least I, was, I grabbed somebody's shoulder. You found a, well, you know. A, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, uh, you did the almost almost pass out move. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I did. That's true. <laughs> uh, I did the duff. Um, <laughs> let's look at that card. So the the pre matches were uh, it was a six woman tag: Naoma, Nikki, and Becky against yeah, Alexa. That, nothing, yeah. that was a pre show. Gallows and Anderson beat Cesaro and Sheamus to win the Raw tag titles, and Nia beat Sasha. And those were on the pre show. That's rough. Um, yeah. Charlotte beat Bailey. Yep. That was uh, a good. That was a solid match. Oh, Owens beat Reigns. That was a, a really good match. match. Yeah. And Jericho was Jericho was in the shark cage. Um, Neville Swan. Neville won the cruiserweight title. Cena right. beat Age win the, the world title, and Orton won the Rumble. Yeah, Reigns did get in there, and Roman yeah. uh, Orton dumped him. Yep. Oh. 
Yeah, not a bad card. Uh, yeah, it was a really good show. Live, especially because you have the Rumble, you know. Right. Unless the Rumble sucks, it, it, you should always have a fun time at the Rumble. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, uh, the best, I, I've, I think I've mentioned this many times on this show and on other shows, but the best, uh, the best, um, uh, lot, one of the best live matches I ever saw was Mania, uh, was Rumble Weekend in 2015. It was an ROH TV taping. And it was, uh, the mat, the card was, um, the, the, the match, it was a TV taping in this TV match. It was ACH, uh, Cedric and Seidel against, uh, AJ and the Bucks. Oh no, that match rules. Yeah. That match is fucking amazing. And then and people are like, oh, the best match that weekend was, uh, was, uh, uh, what was it? Cena, uh, Brock, and uh, Rollins, which is a great triple threat at that is show. A great that, that but I told your contender agreed. Yeah. yeah, but I said, but I was like, nah, that's not even the best match of the, that I saw that weekend. That six man tag was fucking batshit. Yeah, you uh, know, that, that year of uh, uh, ROH, I man, I, I was going to ROH a lot in San Antonio, and they were they'd run it like twice a year. And they were putting on fucking major matches. I mean, hell, hell, I saw Stephen Amell work a house show, for Christ's sake. Ah. Uh, Arrow in a, in a really fun, like, what is it? I think it was a 12-10 match, but whatever. But, I mean, I used to see these guys just tear it up, you know? I right. Mean, oh, yeah. Yep. Um, for a while there, ROH was putting on the best house shows in the, in the market. Mm. Yes. Um, to clear my throat there. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And so the reason we're talking about the rumble is, you know, Cody's rumored. And I was just checking to see, I can't see them using, I feel like the Superdome is like a mania slot for them. I think they love, I think they would think new Orleans would be a waste rumble weekend. Like new Orleans is totally a mania. You a think mania you, might go, you might think they might go back to Dallas. Or that's Cody's home. Right. Uh, well, they wouldn't do it. I don't think they'd do it at AT and T. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do a rumble in that building. I don't think. I think they would do it at like maybe the the arena, uh, you know, yeah. the American Airlines Center where the match yeah, and, yeah, and starts. That American I could see. Center, yeah. yeah, that I could see easily. But I don't think they would do AT and T for anything but mania. Some places are just bread. Oh no, for no, that. yeah, they're, they're definitely got. They're not going to do the football stadium. No, no. Yeah. But I definitely um, think they can do. Yeah, over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice venue, by the way. I, I was there because I went to, uh, uh, we went to the NXT show that afternoon before night one and nice place. Nice place. Um, I, mean, I did the G one there. I mean, there's not a bad seat in the place, you know? Yeah, ex- absolutely. Uh, oh, speaking of the G one, we'll talk about the G one later. Cause that, that of course, uh, that of course has started. So yeah, I haven't watched um, any, you know, I've been yeah, told well, I'm lucky, but go on. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, We'll we'll uh we'll we'll do spoiler free for everybody. We'll we'll make everyone aware when we start talking about results, but we'll get to that. Um, let's see if there's any other WWE news and notes. So anyway, I'm curious to see you know when we do episode 200, it'll be after SummerSlam. So I'm curious to see uh, uh what, lines out. Yeah, well, how how that shakes out and if the theory is correct. So <laughs> anyway, so anyway, um, in terms of AEW, uh. I mean, not a ton going on. Uh, Adam Cole says he'll be back in a ring soon. You know, he's hurt. They did the Fighter Fest nights. The shows were pretty good from what I've heard. I, didn't, I haven't watched all of them yet. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched of, any of them, so yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, their big, you know, their big show is is obviously not till Labor Day weekend, which is, of course, right. all out. I don't think any, uh, I don't think we've had even a, I don't think we've had any matches yet. Has anyone been actually set in stone? No, nothing. Nothing yet. I saw. Yeah, no, nothing. I mean, I've been out of the loop, so I can't. You know. Nah, I'm nah. Just... They're back at the old Now Arena, uh, in a in a in a you know Chicago suburb of Hoffman Estates. So, but obviously nothing is nothing is set yet because we don't know about Punk and you know Daniel Bryan and all this other right. stuff. So, so we've got nothing uh, nothing yet on that. Uh. Why don't we take a look now while we're chatting? Let's take a look at the uh, New Japan. Let's take a look at the uh, at the G1 
Okay. Uh, and see what the scoop is. Uh, so for everyone who is looking for uh, spoiler-free, okay? If you're looking for spoiler-free, pause. <laughs> or fast-forward for about five minutes, and then we'll go on to another topic. So this isn't going to take long. So starting three seconds from when I stop talking, we're going to do it. So ready? All right. So we're three nights in. Uh, night one, which was a bunch of – what a shock, a bunch of tags. And uh, – <laughs> Shocking. And, I mean, and God, some, uh, you don't know New Japan booking. You should be ashamed. Yeah, no, really. You know that. How do you fill out a New Japan card? Ah, throw some tags. Oh, a lot of random tags, you know? Yep. I, I mean, every time I stayed up for the uh, Jan- January 1st show or January 4th show, I mean, I'm like, pass, pass. I mean, I can, I can, I, oh, my God, it starts at 2 in the morning. I wake yep. up at 4 30 and we're into the singles matches. You know, it's like, fuck this. Right. So there were five tags. We'll skip those. Well, actually, it was four tags and a singles match. But Aaron Hennar, uh, Will Ospreay, Jay White, and Okada won their opening matches. The next night, that was at the uh, Hokai Kitayel and uh, Yo- Ku. Uh, night two, the next night, same building. Uh, Taichi, oh, more tags, by the way. Uh then Taichi, Toriano, Zack Sabre Jr., and Juice won their first matches. And then uh, on night three, which was uh, the 20th, which was this past, uh, I think, Wednesday, uh, we had more tags. And Takahashi, Tamatanga, Fale, and Hiroki Goto won their openers. So the scores, uh, so the next night uh, is actually this coming Saturday. So tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night at the Ota City General Gymnasium in Ota, Tokyo. Um, there's, guess what? Five tags. And, Amazing. No way. And, yeah. And then the following matches are Saturday night. Zack Sabre Jr. against Hanar. Uh, Yoshihashi against Takagi. Okada versus Toriyano. And Ishii versus Jay White. Those are the... Then the next night, Sunday night, the 24th, this coming Sunday, same building. Guess what? Five tags. And uh, Phantasmo will take on uh, Takahashi, Sonata against Taichi, Jeff Cobb against Bob, Bad Luck Fale, and Tanahashi against uh, Naito. So, so obviously it is very early on, and uh, the guys that I so only two points have been only you know a few matches have been laid out. So in Block A, Okada, Yano, and Fale each have two points. In Block B, Jay White, Taichi, and Tonga have two points. In Block C, Hanar, Zack Sabre Jr., and Goto have two points. And in Block D, Osprey, Juice, and Takahashi have two points. So very early on. Uh, the finals will be on August 18th at the Nippon Budokan in uh, Chiyoda, Tokyo, which will probably have a ton of uh, tags. Um, and, of course, uh, the tournament, it's like their Royal Rumble. They get a, a shot at the world title, uh, the uh, IWGP world title, which, of course, will be defended at Wrestle Kingdom. What uh, number are they on now? Wrestle Kingdom I have no clue. Seven, 17, I think. Let Maybe. me see. I have no idea, actually. Wrestle Kingdom uh, is it 16. Uh, no, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's uh, 17. Wrestle Kingdom 17. Wow. In January of uh, 2023. 16 was this past January. Of course, they did that New Japan versus Noah. New Japan, New Japan, uh, uh, Pete, definitely took a hit even more than any other promotion during the pandemic because, you know, guys couldn't travel. So they were very, very low key. And it definitely killed a lot of their momentum. I mean, I think the Forbidden Door show helped a little bit, but obviously that's not the card they wanted because a lot of guys were hurt or had the vid or whatever. Um, what do you think? Giving, give me a little fantasy booking at the moment. What could help New Japan kind of get back in the groove? 
between the G1 and Wrestle Kingdom? Like, who are the guys they need to start that maybe need to kind of step up a little bit? What's the question again? I'm sorry. Between now, do a little fantasy booking for me. Between now and Wrestle Kingdom, who are the guys that you see that need to be elevated a little bit to kind of help carry New Japan back to what it was pre-pandemic? Because they took a big hit during the pandemic. You know, they did, but that's the tough thing. Is like they had the same freaking guys. You know, it's like... I mean, honestly, they're, they're more stale than the WWE when it comes to pushing talent. They love their reliable guys. That is true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they have Okada, they have Tanahashi. We, they've been on top. We have uh, Naito. We have um, Kobe, uh, 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 Bushi. I mean, those are the guys that they, they're always pushing on top. I mean, um, and then they have a couple other guys. It's just... It's hard to break that mold. I'll tell you that much. The best they're looking for, they need to find a new guy gene who can actually work. Like AJ worked really well in 2016. Yep. And, yep. Um, so they need to find that new guy, you know? They need a Vader. Or a Vader. Even Jeff Cobb could be Vader. They yeah. look smart enough. Or a Stan Hansen. We need some eyeballs yeah. falling out. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> they, need, they need some unpredictability you know yeah yeah that's true that's true so that's your that is your uh new japan g1 climax update okay i had a long enough window so those that didn't want the spoilers can come back now um there we go uh roh news of course there's you know uh tony khan is slowly starting to build it up uh Tony Khan, and this this is bad for the NWA, who's having their own issues. Um, Tony Khan. What are their issues? Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Because what a mess that turned out to be. And if you want to really hear me go off the rails, uh, uh, definitely check out this weekend's episode. Uh, I'll I'll mention it here, but definitely check out this weekend's episode of the NWA Saturday special, because Dr. G and I are going to go batshit. We'll get to that in a minute. The Briscoes are supposed to make an appearance over there. uh, I hope so. Because uh, they need him. Maybe they should have him win the title. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the Briscoes have officially signed with uh, ROH. So Tony Khan, who didn't want the Briscoes on AEW TV because of their questionable but he's fine on them on ROH, right? Totally fine with them on ROH. Yeah. So very interesting. Yes, but but the NWA, uh, uh, you know, they won the Crockett Cup back in March. Had one title match on TV with uh, La Rebellion, didn't win, and then they vanished, which kind of sucked. Um, of course, since then, La Rebellion has lost the tag titles to the Commonwealth Connection of Harry Smith and uh, Dougie Williams. Yeah, so I like that team, too. I love that team. Oh, my God. They're so great. Absolutely. And they had a great rematch. Uh, they had a Lucha rematch on an episode of Power a few weeks ago. And short TV length, but still pretty good. But the NWA uh, is... Um, uh, is having its issues, uh, and I'm in my. They, th- I mean, they don't think so. At least Billy Corgan doesn't think so, but everybody else does. So, they had a four-way match this past weekend on Power to determine the number one contender to who will face uh, Trevor Murdoch at NWA 74 for the world title the last weekend in August. It was Tom Latimer, uh, Brian Myers, um, Nick Aldis. And why am I blanking on the third one? Oh, Mike Knox. Because he got a bye. Well, Nick Aldis won. So for the second straight year, because they did it at NWA 73, Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch will wrestle for the world title. Now, as boring as that is, I do love uh, Nick Aldis and was kind of hoping he would win the, uh, the title. But then out of the blue... Today, on Busted Open Radio, which is the wrestling show on uh, Sirius, Billy Corgan announced that that Nick Aldis has been pulled from that match, has been pulled from that match, and has been replaced by Tyrus, Ugh. who is also, of course, the uh, the world's television champion. Um, I, I, 
all this great talent in the NWA, the Tom Latimers, the Popes, all these good, and why? Billy Corgan has this hard on about having, like, tweeners wrestle heels, and, like, that's not a match anybody wants to see at the end of a, at the end of a card. Nobody. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But then, uh, Pete, this came out. Let me read it to you. Okay. Uh, let me read it to you. Um, let me find it. Uh, let's see. Need to find. Here we go. All right. So this was on. All right. This was a guy named Chris Drummond talked about this in a, in a on a Facebook group. Uh, but uh, so NWA President Billy Corgan announced the change during an appearance on Sirius XM's Busted Open Radio. During the appearance, Corgan complained about Aldis's politicking behind the scenes and that no one is unhappier than Aldis. He continues. While things can always be turned into a storyline work, there is some truth to what Corgan claimed in that two sides are not currently getting along anywhere near the level they used to in the past. Sources close to the situation have described it as things slowly eroding and finally boiling over between the two. One source stated that Aldis has been critical of the creative direction for the NWA, which is 100% Corgan's vision at this point, which watching the shows, I could see that, which led right. to a breakdown. Another source stated that there was magma level heat towards Aldis for promoting himself above the NWA, which I don't really ever see, and for his constantly speaking out regarding Corgan's creative edits. Obviously, the two sides have a bridge to men moving forward. Uh, Insider.com, a PNW insider, that's a uh, sharer, uh, is told that as of this afternoon, so today, as we're recording, which is Thursday, Aldis is still booked on the pay-per-view and that a new opponent for him will be announced. Aldis had won a, a tournament during Tile Shot and Power, which I told you about. Aldis, who has been a central figure in Corgan's incarnation of the NWA, dating back to when he bought it in 2017, is under contract through the end of this year. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Pete. Okay. And I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm quoting from uh, the bigger NWA fans here in our, in our family, which is myself, the doctor, Dr. G, uh, Sean Kidd, Callum McDougal, um, Billy Corgan's booking. And, and I have to blame Pat Kenny for this too. Pat Kenny, of course, the former Simon Diamond, uh, is very wonky. Uh, I feel like he, he books two different things. He books, TV and then he books the pay-per-views but they don't connect the power shows are very good then you get to the pay-per-view and nothing connects like for instance right after uh, Trevor Murdoch wrestled somebody on an episode of power the Pope came out and said you know because he was a little critical when when, when uh, Trevor was kind of being a little heelish before he won the title at the last pay-per-view and and the Pope wanted to make amends, stretched out his hand to shake it, and Trevor big-timed him, walked away. So you think to yourself, if you're going to pull Aldis out of the match, why don't you put the Pope in there? First off, the Pope is amazing. Great promo cutter, good in-ring guy. Secondly, there's some history there with him and Murdoch. And... Him winning would would be an amazing pop for him and for the company. Instead, he thinks that, oh, well, the television champion wrestling the world champion, I think that's a very smart idea. Not when it's a guy that nobody cares about. And that's the problem with Billy's booking. And I'm going to get, again, if, if you'll hear me get more into this this weekend on the, on the Saturday special. But what... That's the ultimate problem, Pete. You have a guy, and, and I like Billy, and I'm glad he's brought back the NWA, but let's be honest, Pete. Billy may own wrestling. He doesn't know wrestling. He's a musician who bought a wrestling company and a few years ago fucked around with, with Dixie Carter. Not with her intimately, but business-wise. Otherwise, you need good... Um, wrestling guys with you and pat kenny is obviously not that guy unless pat kenny's just a yes man if he's like if he's if pat kenny is to uh billy what 
Pritchard is to Vince. Um, because, I mean, the, the company was doing so great pre-pandemic when Dave Logano was there. Dave Logano got me too'd and the pandemic came in and they just, I just feel like they've not been the same. And uh, it's, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Do you get what I'm saying, Pete, about TV booking and pay-per-view booking? It's very indie based. But if you have a weekly TV show, you can't book that way. You know what I mean? So with that question that was uh, offered to Pete, uh, about the NWA, uh, Pete's power went out. We're going to wrap up this abbreviated episode of Place to Be Nation's main event. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it was a brisk one, but uh, Pete and I got very animated and had a lot of fun. So uh, check us out, of course, uh, at PTBN Wrestling on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Um, you can follow Pete on Twitter at Titans of Wrestling. Um, you can follow uh, Nate on Twitter at NMosaic. That'll do it for episode 199. We were going to do a quick episode anyway because uh, we'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, our schedule got a little wonky with vacations and trips and stuff, but you are not going to want to miss uh, the probably going to be, to try to keep the schedule, let's see here, uh, probably the um hmm hmm the august 19th episode of place to be nation's main event that will be episode 200 and we've got some special plans uh for you so uh it's currently slated for the 19th it may be the week before but at some point in august we'll make the announcement on twitter will be episode 200 of Place to Be Nation's main event. And we're going to make it a special one. Post-SummerSlam, close to uh, All Out, uh, close to NWA 74, etc., etc. So, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, For those of you going to SummerSlam, and I know many, be safe, have a great trip. And we will talk to you at episode 200.